thank you so much, Veronica, for talking to me today about the multi-channel and I guess channels product line at Shopify. To kick things off, can you tell us a little bit about you and how long you've been at Shopify? Yeah, so I'm currently a senior product designer on our multi-channel teams. I've been at Shopify for a little over seven years. That's a pretty long time, I think. And you're like an OG, OG. <laughs> like a dinosaur sometimes. <laughs> I've been on quite a few teams at Shopify. I've I started on our themes team when we first joined. I was part of a, a company called Jet Cooper. We were a UX agency and we were acquired by Shopify. I did a little bit of offline retail before I eventually went back to our dot-com team and then I switched over to product. I think about three years ago, maybe four years ago. I spent a little time working on one of our kind of garage projects. It was called Instant Apps. And then I ended up on what we used to call marketing tech. We didn't really have multi-channel back then, but ended up in marketing tech where we were exploring the idea of like, what would it mean to help merchants do marketing from within Shopify? Every merchant survey we got back every year was like, the hardest thing that I'm struggling with is marketing. That's yeah. what we're hearing from our merchants. So at the time, we were sort of exploring like, what would a marketing section look like? What would marketing apps look like? At the time, we had what we called the Google Product Publishing app. This app basically helped you sync your products to Google Merchant Center, and then you can go on and do other things on your own. So that was the project given to me. So I was a very new product designer at the time and I was still trying to find my way and figure out yeah. what is product design? How do I do all these things? And it seemed like a pretty easy ask, right? Here's a an old existing piece of product or like software, I guess, make it better. Yeah. And we thought we knew what we were building, but it kept changing. So it went from like just rebuilding the ability to publish products or to sync products to Google to what if we could actually make a Google ad from within this app, like you don't have to go to Google ads at all. You can just stay within Shopify, click a few buttons and like you have an ad and it's running. I guess fast forward like three years, I'm still working on that Google project, but the yeah. Google channel is now, we have a much bigger vision of like, you know, all of the tools that Google has created for website owners, for store owners, for online e-commerce. We want to be able to bridge the gap between Shopify and all of those tools so that a merchant can take advantage of all of the tools that Google has built without really needing to leave Shopify. Yeah. So that's sort of where I'm at now. So, I mean, that's an amazing history because it's a lot of like Shopify coverage in seven years. But I guess to pull it back, describe the concept of a channel. I feel like you were kind of getting there just now, but how would a non-e-commerce, non-Shopify person how can they understand what a channel is and why we are so invested in kind of creating multi-channel experiences for our merchants? It's interesting because the term channel or sales channel, as you might see it in, in Shopify, has actually changed quite a bit over the years. I think when we first started, like a sales channel was quite a simple concept, I think. It was like an external property where you can make sales right? Like mm -hmm. the sales don't happen within shop, within your online store. It happens maybe on Twitter or on Facebook or wherever. The order comes through to your Shopify store and you manage everything there, right? Yeah. So it was like this multi-channel where you could sell anywhere, but you would get to manage from one place. 
I think the idea, like the concept of a channel has grown quite a bit where we're looking at partnering with some pretty big platforms, Facebook, Google, Walmart, so that we can connect our merchants in many different ways, not just in marketplace sales, but through ads, through organic listings. I think we're also looking at, you know, Instagram tagging or so those like, we're trying to basically reach out to all of these different platforms and find as many ways as we can for our merchants to run their business, make more sales, connect with their customers. All at the same time, Shopify would be the hub where all of your orders are still managed. You can also manage all customer data there. So the the idea of a channel has grown quite significantly since we started out, I think like three, four years ago. Yeah. And I've always loved it because it makes so much sense. It's kind of like, you know, I feel like one of the reasons so so few people know about Shopify is because we don't make ourselves like the front door of our merchant's business. But this concept of enabling channels is so like in keeping with the Shopify ethos, which is what we care about is growing their business and therefore we're going to make it easier for them to go find their buyer wherever they need to find their buyer and then simplify the task of speaking to that buyer, showing them their products and then managing the orders at the back end. It's like, it's a perfect sort of um, example of like the Shopify mindset. Um, So like your work with Google is quite interesting because like you said, like Google is the internet. What are maybe some of the favorite or some of your favorite examples of things we've been able to do with Google within Shopify that like genuinely have made a difference to people's businesses? So we partnered with Google to launch uh, what they call the smart shopping campaigns. So prior to smart shopping campaigns, Google had an ad type offering, which was shopping ads. Essentially, you have a campaign, each of your products is a different ad, and it gets shown to customers based on the parameters that you set. So you have to figure out, you know, what is my cost per click goals? You have to figure out what are my target audiences? When do I want these ads to surface? Like, all of the things you would typically think about when running an ad. While we were building our app, Google was like, okay, well, we have this thing called smart shopping campaigns that we're going to be launching. Essentially, it is taking the shopping ad format and adding machine learning to it. So using an algorithm, we will be able to decide, you know, when we should show a product to which customer, because, you know, Google knows all about us um, and our buying habits. So they they can decide who to show which ads to when. They can decide, you know, like all all the merchant would need to do is tell us what their daily budget is. Um, So we partnered with Google to launch this as within our offering at the same time that they were also launching it to everyone. And we have seen that merchants, especially the merchants who don't really know a whole lot about advertising, this is the best way for them to sort of set it and forget it and then see results. And we have seen time again that Merchants who are using smart shopping campaigns will typically outperform merchants who try to do it on their own and fiddle with all of the the, the parameters themselves. So I think that that was like pretty game changer in terms of helping merchants who don't understand marketing and who don't really want to understand marketing. They just want marketing to happen. Sell their products. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, I think that to me was a pretty big game changer. So one of the things that I love about how you're talking about this, which I guess to bring it back to UX is... Multi-channel is a space where we have to care about the the problem 
to a really high level of expertise, we genuinely need deep knowledge in marketing problems and sales pipeline problems and order management and fulfillment problems. What would you say are some of the top behaviors or skills that as like a product designer, you've had to kind of dial up in order to Mm -hmm. just be able to, you know, work in this space? I think the ability to think holistically has been really, really helpful for me. I spend quite a lot of my time talking to our support advisors who are basically our front line of defense. They're the ones who talk to our merchants all the time. So I'm getting an understanding from them. What's going right? What's going wrong? What are they struggling with? I spend a lot of time reading support tickets. (laughs) I also spend a lot of time, I guess, like reading Google support docs, understanding all of the rules that Google has so that we can figure out what do we need to tell our merchants? What can we automate for them? And what do we need to simplify for them? So I'm, I'm spending a lot of time reading and understanding and trying to understand the entire ecosystem that Google operates within so that we can then figure out how to distill that in a way that our merchants then understand. So a lot of it, I think, is understanding how pieces fit together, understanding where things are breaking and why, why like what is that affecting? So one example is sometimes a merchant might contact our support teams and say, I'm having this problem. But that problem might actually be a symptom of a much larger problem. Like maybe we're having, uh, maybe there was a bug that got shipped and and it's related. But I feel like I'm the person on my team that sees all of these pieces and puts them together and says like, hey, we have, you know, 10 merchants experiencing this today. That's an increase. I haven't noticed it before. Is it related to this other thing that you guys shipped? And can we look into that? Like I'm the one who's sort of piecing all of those together to make sure that our app... Yeah like performing at the best for our merchants. I love that piecing it together. And I guess I'll I'll ask you a specific question then about one of your superpowers is that you're also a fairly successful, I hear, merchant (laughs) yourself. And like you're actively selling. I can't remember what it was the other day, whether you said you'd like sold your 500th or like your 5,000th, made your, like it was a pretty big number of like sales that you'd made through your store. I think I recently hit my 500th order recently, something like that. Which is impressive. So like, not just with Google, but like as a merchant using our multi-channel offering, like what are the ways in which being a merchant allows you to see the impact of like our decisions, you know, within the marketing section or like, you know, with any of the apps that you use and channels that you use regularly there? How do you experience the multi-channel team's work? Yeah, I because I, I'm actively a merchant myself, I use Shopify quite a lot. That's actually a really hard thing for a lot of our employees, right? Like running a business is very hard. It's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing that, then you're not actively using the product that we build. So I think one of the beauties of being a merchant is that I'm touching all parts of our admin all the time, like products, orders, settings, even channels, all of that. And so when we build stuff within channels, you know, somebody might say, okay, we need to do, uh, we need to like sync all of these shipping options to Google. I have a better understanding of how shipping works because I'm using it day to day, right? Yeah. Uh, if we say things like, we need to sync all of this order data or product data. I'm actually able to understand what product data means. I know exactly what our create product page looks like. 
So I think that being in tune with the rest of Shopify is then going to allow us to design within channels better as well. And I, I wish that more employees of Shopify like took on the the task of being a merchant, but I also know that it's it's really hard. <laughs> well, I'm I'm still trying to work out what I'm going to sell. I've got like a baby store that's private because I'm like, what do I sell? I don't know what I'm going to sell, but like at some point I need to invent. I at the moment I I kind of use your store and a couple of other people's stores and like let's just go in and see what Veronica's doing and like you know see how she set up her environment and things like that which is also really great that we can do that is we can borrow your business as a team to kind of see how you set things up and like use it as a means of exploring how some of our solutions are going to show up for our merchants which is it's it's kind of like beyond being in a staging or an internal mm-hmm. environment and actually seeing the solutions work in the real world without necessarily letting them go too far to merchants who don't have the kind of connection back to the to the mothership that we do. But so I guess thinking across other parts of multi-channel, like you said, you get to see all of how channels shows up. What are some of your other favorite parts of the the work that we're doing in our team that you get to see and experience both as a colleague, but also as a merchant? Are there any other experiences that you're like, oh, this is so good that we did this? Oh, there's so many. I think like the biggest turning moment for me was two things. I think we announced these a while back, so I think I can talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we when we decided that we were going to really double down on localization and internationalization. So yeah. when I first joined Shopify, I was like, why do I have to sell in Canadian dollar and get money in Canadian dollars, right? So yeah. I had a lot of issues with currency back then translations was the thing that we weren't that wasn't really robust in Shopify and it like I asked for years like why aren't we doing this and mm-hmm. the answer was sort of always like it's too hard it's a big problem we don't really want to yeah. tackle it right now and so a few years ago we announced that we were really going to double down on that we were going to help merchants be able to sell in multiple currencies different from the one that they get paid out in mm-hmm. we were going to help merchants with translations and being able to present themselves to their consumers, depending on where their consumers are. And so that to me was huge. If we want to, you know, live in this global world of selling anywhere to anyone, that is so key. And then the other thing that kind of blew my mind a little bit was our fulfillment network announcement. I know that it's still kind of in its infancy, but that to me was the moment where I was like, I think that we can finally compete with Amazon. Like (laughs) up until then, I had never really seen Shopify as a a true Amazon competitor per se. Not that, you know, we're not as good as Amazon, but I think we were in a little bit of a different space. Mm -hmm. But knowing how hard shipping is as a merchant, how expensive it is, how difficult it is to do at a small scale for like cost-effective way, the idea that we we finally were like, okay, let's help merchants with shipping and fulfillment. We will Mm -hmm. take on fulfillment, merchants can send us products and we will fulfill out of our network of warehouses, that was like kind of mind blowing to me. I was like, yes, we're going to take on Amazon. <laughs> I love it. I think a lot of people, like even for me outside of, you know, before I joined Shopify, I was doing my research on the company. And it was that kind of thing of like the little person here is suddenly doing as ambitious fulfillment stuff as Amazon is. It's like, oh, that makes it interesting. Not afraid to take on super hard problems. So I love that. And I think what's beautiful about it is like we we're trying to do all these big things, but we still very much have the same goal of like we care about um, our smaller merchants just as much as we care about our bigger merchants. 
And we want them to succeed because when when these types of stores succeed, we as a company succeed, obviously, right? And so to me, like the ability to say like, hey, this problem affects this small merchant in this way. Yeah. We need to rethink this solution because it will not be ideal for these types of merchants. And to not have someone dismiss me when I say that is actually, it makes me feel great because I can actually champion these merchants in the work that I do. Yeah. And I, I think that's the other thing that I really love about where we're at with multi-channel is kind of like, it's it's a very sophisticated problem that like large international businesses have like whole teams of, you know, business analysts and marketing strategists and like, you know, planners and agencies set up to help them sell in many countries, do ads, do campaigns, like list on websites and marketplaces. And we're like, so those people can hire a million people to do that job. We're going to focus on the much larger set of small businesses that we see on Shopify who need that kind of firepower, but are like not interested in the jargon. No way do they have the time to spend in it. And it's not about it being that expensive. And like, that's, that's something that really speaks to me is that we're helping most people sell in places where they wouldn't expect to sell. It's like the idea that you can be a Shopify merchant and you can start selling on Amazon and start selling on Walmart and list your products on eBay. And it's like each of those platforms on their own are really complicated, but doing all three through Shopify and having that simplified to a huge extent, I'm like, oh my God, this is like superpower making, you know, for your average side hustler, you know, which is the other thing that I love about it. It's kind of like we're the side hustle team, mm-hmm. like enabling many side hustles for generations to come. So looking inwards then, so given that this is the problem space, this is like the challenge that we're buying, like what have you seen about the culture of the UX team that we have in channels that has enabled us to like focus and zoom in on this problem? Like what are some of the things that we do well as a kind of team culture? That's interesting because like our, our team is a little... We touch a number of different areas, but we all sort of stay connected and we we have like this shared understanding that like, you know, the work that I do with our Google channel will likely affect what we do on our Facebook channel, which then, you know, feeds into our marketing section. So all of our designers are like quite curious to stay aligned. We talk to each other a lot. We have what we call like fresh eyes or UX roasts to make sure that our work is getting the right level of feedback all the time. So I think that our UX team, I think that we're like fairly comfortable with each other too. Like there's no, there's no like, you know, I, I can't go talk to these people or I don't know who to talk to. Like we we sort of know who is in each space. You know, if there's a Facebook problem, I know who to talk to. If there's like yeah. a Google problem, people know that they can come to me. So I think that that's like, it works really well for us. I also love the fact that because of the problems that we're solving, there aren't that many patterns in the wild. You know, like how UXs love being able to go and look for patterns and examples of how other people have solved a problem next. Quite a few of the problems that we're designing for don't have any real world reference points outside of the multi-channel context. So we almost have to tap into each other to kind of get best practice and create best practice where there isn't any and come up with ways in which we're handling unique problems. Sometimes even within Shopify, like the problems that we're tackling are quite unique and other people in other teams haven't had to to deal with that before. So it does create a really strong bond across people where we just, we have to talk 
you know, we have to reach out to each other and work this stuff out. I think what's interesting too is because we work with third-party platforms, like I, while designing within Shopify, I have gotten inspiration from some of the flows that Google has within their platform. So within Merchant Manager, how did they handle uh, onboarding and how do they handle product statuses? And I've incorporated some of that into my work, which then has influenced how our Facebook channel team works on their stuff. I've also had some people from our retail team reach out and say like, hey, I heard you were doing something like this. I'd love to learn more. So it's kind of interesting because we have a unique position where we can draw inspiration from the platforms that we partner with. Mm -hmm. Um, That can also help influence other teams, whether it's in multi-channel or not. Um, Yeah. Whereas most of the other people designing within Shopify are just sort of like in Shopify. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's so amazing as well because it, it to a certain extent that also allows our merchants to benefit from familiarity, right? It's like we we recognize that they will use Shopify for like all the sales bit, but we also want them to go to Google and go to Facebook and to use these platforms as they need to because there you know there are tons of people designing and building those tools for them. So having things feel familiar, and I know we spend a lot of time thinking about language as well. It's like Make it simple and not jargonistic, but it should also, you know, resonate with what they're going to see on the partner platform so that they don't feel like it's like two different people talking about two different things and and all of that. So there's a lot of coordination and choreography there as well that I think reusing patterns and sharing ideas with each other definitely helps. Yeah, I find that as a designer, I also spend a lot of time thinking about content strategy for those Mm. reasons, right? Like I have a very strong understanding of what all of these terms mean in the Google ecosystem. How do we bring that into Shopify? Mm-hmm. And some of our content strategists may not, you know, n- know all the things in Google. So I have to be the one to distill that to them. And then we can work through together how we want to present that to our merchants. But yeah. we all struggle with this balance of we want to keep the same terminology that Google uses so that it's familiar, but mm-hmm also tends to make things sound a little bit um, more technical than they should. So yeah. how do we balance that and make sure that our merchants understand what we're telling them without yeah. overwhelming them? So it's like a, yeah. it's a pretty interesting problem space, content strategy. Yeah, I was going to say multi-channel content strategy. Like, if, yeah. if I'm honest, what we've seen is like our multi-channel merchants who are really good at selling in multiple places don't even describe themselves as multi-channel. We spend a lot of time making sure to like get out of our own heads with language and terms of reference so that for the merchant, they get what we're saying. And it's not about like how we think these things should be described to that, to that extent. Um, I think it goes back to how our UX team works really well together. Like we have... yeah. Searchers who understand the terms, we have content strategists and designers, we, we all understand how the things work, but we can go out and do the research, right? Like we can start talking to merchants and understand how do you understand these concepts? Do you understand the concepts? Which ones don't you get? Sort of take that back and workshop it and like work the content and then figure out where, where its place should be within the design. And I think that's it's so interconnected there. And the benefit of that is that like all of our UX team is super invested in these platforms. So mm-hmm. our content strategists, our researchers, they all understand how the product works just as much as the designers or the developers do. Whereas yeah. I think in, in some other areas or even some other companies, sometimes those rules may have more of a surface level understanding of how the product works. Mm-hmm. But our UX team really understands how our products work so that they can 
really dig into the merchant like thoughts and frustrations without necessarily me having to be there to like notice like, oh no, I think this is the thing that they're struggling with or, or whatever. What would you say? So I guess a, a couple of closing thoughts from you then. What would you say is like for a UX, a product designer wanting to join the multi-channel or the channels problem space in Shopify today, what's the one thing that's really going to help them succeed in this particular space? Like what is that skill or energy or, you know, particular expertise maybe even that they can bring to the table that will help them do well in this problem? I think that I would actually recommend that they open a store, not a test store, like start a business, try to run a business, try to sell in as many places as you can. That that is appropriate to your target audience, obviously. But that is, I think, the best way to understand like the opportunities that Shopify has, but also where we're doing well. It would also help you expand to opportunities that we haven't seen ourselves, like platforms that we haven't seen ourselves. So open a store, start start a business. I think you're completely right. Like when I go into your store, for example, when I have a look around the admin and how you set it up, I see the difference. It's like, it's one thing to see the problem from like a problem statement or like the research insights or like, you know, some interactive prototypes. It's another thing to be in the context where it's like, oh, I can see she's she's literally got these orders coming through right now. Like somebody has just bought this and this is what needs to happen. And it the feelings are very different. The level of investment you have at that point is very, very different. And then the same when I when I joined like the stores of some of the other people that in, in the team, like Daniel's built on, it's like, it's much more like you just care in that moment at a level that you wouldn't necessarily if you weren't as invested in like that sale and that buyer at that moment in time. I think that we tend to mull over problems that as a merchant are not always problems. So what I mean by that is like, you may be fixated on, do I have the right logo? Does my store look right? Do I yeah. have products? Do I have the right products? And I think that that often gets people a little bit stuck when they're starting their first business. I think that a better goal would be like, turn it on and mm-hmm. keep going after that. So yeah. like, don't think that you have to necessarily have a huge launch or like a yeah. day like make a thing out of it because in reality, nobody knows your store exists, right? You need to start somewhere. And a lot of people even get past the part of like, my store is live. So I can give advice. It's like, don't get caught up on the things that we as designers find important. Try to put yourself in the, in the mind space of a merchant and say like, well, what is the most important thing? Well, it's actually getting my products live so that people can buy it. Right. And then iterate from there. Yeah. I love that. I love that advice. And I'm, I'm absorbing as you speak. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Veronica, for helping to introduce multi-channel team and the work that we're doing. And yeah, thank you to our listeners and watchers for joining us in this conversation. Feel free to reach out. I actually should ask, what's the name of your store, Veronica? Where can people find you to go buy some stuff? It's uh, bubblelove.com. I sell apparel and accessories for people who love bubble tea. Amazing. Thank you so much.